Alrighty, so good morning, everybody, and welcome to our Developabilities Podcast episode for today. For those of you that know me, but for those of you who don't, my name is Eric Stoker, and I'm the Information Specialist for the Utah Development Displays Council, and your host for this podcast. And we've got a great show for you today. So today we're talking to Megan Gudmanson, who is in charge of the clinical services at the Cash Employment and Training Center in Logan, Utah, and she is going to be talking to us today about what they do. And just a reminder for those of you who are listening to this episode on your podcast devices, this is part one of four of our series following the Cash Employment and Training Center. So Megan, thank you so much for agreeing to be part of our show. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. So my first question, Megan, is tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I am Megan Gidmanson. I am the clinical director here at Cash Employment and Training Center. I've been here for nine years now. Um, and just a little bit about myself. I'm from Logan. I went to Utah State University. I got my bachelor's and my master's degree in social work. So go Aggies. Um, I hold my license as a clinical social worker, um, which allows me to do what I do here at the clinical with the clinical department at Cash Employment and Training Center. Um, I have three amazing children and an amazing little golden doodle um, that loves sports. We love anything football anything outdoorsy fun keeping us active that's a little bit about me <laughs> that's awesome megan so my next question is how did you get involved with the cash employment and training center okay so originally i had my um first uh little boy and um i just decided it was time to go back to work so my husband could go back and get his master's degree um and honestly it, i had a friend that worked here that kind of referred me and we kind of got to talking and said, well, your credentials, you know, this would really fit what you do, what we do here at the center. So honestly, it was just through a referral through a friend that uh, got me hooked up with Cash Employment and Training Center. I honestly didn't know much about it when I interviewed here. Um, pretty much what I knew was from my friend. So it was a nice networking opportunity. That's pretty cool. Those network connections work every single time. I love it. Oh yeah. Networking is key. <laughs> That's true. It is. So what my next question is what clinical services do you provide for self-advocates? All right. So with our clinical services department, our main focus is ABA. It, what ABA stands for is applied behavior analysis. So what we do here, um, and for those that don't know, um, with a little bit about Cash Employment Training Center, we serve individuals with disabilities. Um, we have summer program um, that serves little, little kids. Um, and then our day program, we serve individuals age 22 and up. And we have many, many different departments um, based on age, based on intellectual level, based on abilities, um, you know, just we, we have many different areas that we serve that will fit the needs for every individual person. So with the clinical department and applied behavior analysis, we work with individuals who exhibit uh, maladaptive behaviors or concerning behaviors. But what I like to explain it as we help individuals that have, you know, frustrating days that, you know, instead of saying, hey, I need a break or I need to talk to somebody. Maybe sometimes they physically aggress or they yell or scream. Um, and our mission here at CETC, a uh, big part of it is a vocational. We want to get them work out in the community. We want to get them integrated and, you know, get them 
in the community where they can contribute and because they have so so many skills and so much ability to contribute to the community but with the clinical department um, what we do is help them build those skills um, in areas that they lack you know um, expressing emotions uh, dealing with frustration coping with change stuff like that and so we use the um, research-based methods um, through applied behavior analysis to help them build those skills. Right now, um, that's kind of the focus of our clinical department is through that ABA spectrum. Um, you know, we, we have a five-year plan. We, we want to expand our clinical department. We have big dreams and big visions, and we want to see them come to pass um, to, to get outreach um, and to be able to serve other individuals through Cash Employment Training Center. But for right now, the clinical department here is really focused on that ABA piece. That is awesome. I'm really excited for you guys. So my next question is, how do you help self-advocates to lead a self-determined life? Okay, well, that, that's really a hard question to answer, honestly, because every individual here is different. And so my answer would be different depending on, well, who are we talking about? Are we talking about this person or are we talking about this person, right? Because what helps me lead a self-determined life doesn't necessarily help you, Eric, right? You know, we all have our differences. We all have our, our strengths, our weaknesses. But more importantly, we all have our different interests. Um, and so to kind of answer that, it's individualized. And that's what I really like about um, applied behavior analysis and more specifically the assessments that we do is they are and the behavior support plans that we create to help support our clients and our individuals every single one of them are individualized to target certain things for every individual so um, through those assessments maybe for example we identify hey this person has you know as i've mentioned before they they struggle really expressing their emotions their receptive communication is really 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 good but they're really we're having a we're having a barrier um, helping them understand how to express that. So to help them lead that self-determined life and to help them understand you can do this, you have the ability to do this, we're gonna give you the tools and uh, to help you do this. And a lot of the people here at Cash probably get so sick of this phrase that I say, but I always say we're helping them build their tool belt. We're giving them a hammer, we're giving them a wrench, we're giving them a screwdriver, you know. We're giving them everything that they need to help build a self-determined life. But again, it's individualized. So what one client needs is not what another client needs. And that's what I love about the clinical department is we are able to really put our focus on one client individually and build that from the foundation up, if that makes sense. <laughs> that does. That's pretty cool, though. I like that yeah. example. So is there anything else you'd like people to know about the clinical services you provide for the center? Well, I mean, we rock. I mean, that's one thing. <laughs> um, I mean, there's tons and tons of things that uh, we're able to do. But, you know, first and foremost, um, our clinical team, I have a great clinical team. Um, I have two behavior specialists under me. Um, but total on site, we have four behavior specialists. Um, our executive director is actually a BCBA, so she helps us out with that, too. Um, so we, we really have a strong team here. We work well together. 
Um, we're, we're really good with our communication. Um, but one of the biggest things that I feel is very, very unique for our clinical department here at Cash Employment and Training Center is I feel like we are huge advocates for our clients. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll have to catch myself like, oh, we're going a little overboard, like calm down, slow your roll, you know, like we're going to advocate for the client. But, you know, when, when we see a need, when we see a client needs something, we're not going to stop till that client gets it. You know, we're not going to stop until that client's need is fulfilled. Um, whether it be one thing or another, um, but that's something that I'm really impressed. Our clinical department here at, uh, here at Cash is very good at is advocating for our clients. We love our clients. We are dedicated to our clients, and we just want to see them succeed. That's all we want. We want to see smiles on their faces. Uh, we have one client in particular that I can think of um, that when he uh, has a job in the community. He is a completely different person. He feels, you know, fulfillment in his life. He feels like he's contributing. He feels like he's actually doing something and helping people. And what I love about it too, is he can come back and tell us. He's like, guess what I did today? Or guess what I was able to help or who I was able to help. Um, that's another thing I love about the clinical department is those success stories. You know, we, I mean, we could go on for hours about what the clients tell us and the stories we hear and the fun that they have. And, you know, I mean, it, not to toot our own horn, but you know, what we provide the service was we provide helped them get there, but ultimately it was the client themselves that got themselves there, the determination and the desire to do so. So, I mean, that's a little bit about our clinical department, but other than that, I mean, we just rock. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Megan, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed on our De Develop Abilities podcast. We really appreciate it. Hey, anytime. I'm just glad to get, get on here. We're excited to get our name out there. Excited to, you know, let people know what we have to offer. We're, we're up in Cache Valley, you know, but we're, we're awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, Megan. Coming up next, well, it'll be part two of our Developability Podcast episode on the Cash Employment and Training Center, which will be to be announced soon. And we'll let you guys know. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to our podcast episode, Developability's Podcast episode, I should say, on the Cash Employment and Training Center. And today I'm here with the Executive Director of the Cash Employment and Training Center, Sandra Smith, and she is going to tell us about this more about the center. So, Sandra, thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's my pleasure. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm actually a native of Peru, um, but I was raised in Australia, um, and I came to the states on vacation. Actually, um, I uh, ended up um, getting married here and. Uh, because I had completed my degree in Australia as a registered nurse, I had to then take uh, some classes and take my boards here in the U.S. And in the meantime, while I was doing that, I needed a job. Um, and I stumbled across Cash Employment and Training Center. I have a family of four girls. Um, my husband, who is a, who's a great supportive individual, and then... I also have a little puppy, um, she's a little Maltese, her name's Poppy. That's awesome. So how did you get involved with the Cash Employment and Training Center? You told us a little bit about it, but how did you get more yeah. involved? 
So um, I actually was looking for something in the helping profession because nursing is that. Um, I fully intended to go into um, the red, uh, back into the uh, hospital setting. I worked previously as an ER um, nurse and did some rotations out to cardiac care and intensive care. Um, those were kind of my my bread and butter. I really love that. I came to Cache Valley, and so employment opportunities were limited. Um, so I started looking around and came across Cache Employment, and I applied just kind of as an aid, thinking it'll just be a, a temporary temporary employment um, for when I start working at the hospital. Um, and so I actually applied, and it took them a couple of months to get back to me. Um, but then when they finally made an offer, I jumped on it and started working here. I honestly thought I'd just be here a couple of months. Um, but the people, they just get you hook, line, and sinker. They um, have a way of kind of just weaving into your heart. And I especially enjoyed the population I worked with. Um, I love the person-centered planning approach to find out what the person wanted and then help and then help them how to get, you know, uh, learn how to get there. Um, and that really intrigued me a lot. And so I, I stayed on a little bit longer than I anticipated um, and then was offered a, a promotion. Um, I decided to take it and then really had to start thinking about whether I would ever go back to nursing. Um, as they say, you know, it's history. I've been here now um, 28 years and have loved working with people with disabilities um, and learning uh, so much in providing service um, and so much in the support that they provide to me as well. That's awesome. So my next question is, tell us about the Cash Employment and Training Center, like for the viewers at home who don't know about it, but tell us more about it. So Cash Employment and Training Center has evolved. We started as a program um, that was facilitated by parents specifically for children. Over the years, um, CTC morphed into providing adult services. Um, we um, had a what we call a, a workshop or um, employment within um, our program. Um, CTC again has morphed and changed to meet the needs of the people we support. And so now we are really focused on ensuring the people that we support have every opportunity to integrate and be included within their communities. Whether that means living in a home-like setting, um, living as long as possible with their families, having opportunities in the community to um, partake of hobbies or interests that they like, and especially also working within their communities. I can't tell you the excitement that our people experience the change in their lives when they're in a job that they enjoy doing, that they wake up every morning doing. And so um, Cash Employment and Training Center is that catalyst for um, providing the skills, the training um, that each of these individuals need to become whatever it is that they want to be in the community, whether it's with their families, with their employers, with the um, people that they volunteer with in the community. That's awesome. So my next question is, tell us about the host home program that the center offers. 
So the host home program is an alternative to group home living, for example. I think we're aware that many individuals choose to um, reside in an apartment or a home with multiple individuals um, and, and um, have roommates. Um, the host home program provi provides a family-like atmosphere for the person that is um, in services. And they join a family who is dedicated to not only support the individual with the skills um, and the learning that they need, but also to include them in their family life. So that individual gets to be part of that family, plans activities with that family, um, takes on family responsibilities, functions as a member of the family. And for some individuals, that's exactly what they need. They want a family-like atmosphere. Um, within that family setting, they're able to achieve a number of different goals. Um, they're able to uh, participate um, with the community with the help of their, um, for lack of a better word, their foster family or their host family. And so they do get that 24 around the clock care um, in a setting that um, is relaxed, um, in a setting that um, is maybe more akin to what they know, um, especially if they've come from a home setting themselves. That's awesome. So how can people get involved with the training center and where can they get to go? Sorry, where can they get, go to get more information? So how do people get involved with us? So um, that's a really good question. Um, so we have a responsibility to share what we know um, and to share about the services that we have. So we often reach out to families um, through either the schools. We're often in the school settings um, educating families about the services available. We're at provider fairs that are hosted by the schools. Um, we're as also at many community events in the Cache Valley area where people can um, meet us face-to-face, -face, find out about um, how we might be of service to them. And more importantly, we're participating in some more outreach efforts to educate um, families, um, physicians, individuals that will come in contact with a person with a disability at their very early age in their life. Um, we want families to have those resources and, and have some education and support for how to um, support a person with a disability. So there are typical avenues. Many families will find um, about, uh, about us through the schools, um, through community events, um, and through also through the Division of Services for People with Disabilities. Um, that um, is an option too, as they apply for services, um, the uh, division provides them options of all of their available providers and services. Um, they can go to our website also at www.cetcsupports.org and look us up. Uh, contact information is there and they can learn a little bit about us as well. That's awesome, Sandra. So my last question is, is there anything else you would like people to know about the center? I think um, what I would like people to know about CETC is that we are in a constant change or position of flex um, and changing to meet the needs of, our, of the people that we support. Um, our goal is to ensure that they live meaningful lives like, just like you and I would. 
um, and give them those opportunities, those relationships, um, the time and the resources so they can access their communities and live a full life. We're constantly changing so that we can meet that for our folks. Um, and we do that across all the services. And I'm sure as you talk to my colleagues, you'll hear more about the different things that we do at CPC to promote that. That's awesome. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be interviewed. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Eric, um, for your time and for helping us share the message to the people who need to hear it. It's my pleasure. So coming up next on our episode, we're going to hear from Erin Armaden, and she's going to be talking about the day services that the center offers. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to our Developabilities Podcast episode on the Cash Employment and Training Center. Joining me now here in the studio today is we have this today's Aaron Armita, who is with the Day Services Program at the Cash Employment and Training Center. So, Aaron, thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast episode. We really appreciate it. Of course. We're honored to be here and to be a part of this. It's my pleasure to have you guys with us today. So my first question is, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so my, like you said, my name is Erin Armenta. Um, I have worked with cash for about three and a half years. Let's see, my education and background was in the medical field. Um, and how I kind of got into cash is a little, it's kind of a funny thing. I never would have expected me to be in this field of services, but I know where I'm supposed to be. Um, this is where I'm supposed to be and I love it. I have a great passion for it, which was funny to me because growing up, the only passion I had was for medical. That's all I wanted to do. Um, and then I found this and I realized people can have more than one passion. So it's pretty exciting. Um, it has changed my life a lot working here at Cash. So that's awesome. So you answered my second question, which is pretty cool though. Um, my next question is, tell us about the day services you provide for self-advocates. Okay, we have a wide range of um, supports that we provide for our clients here at Cash. Um, some of those are like their independent living skills. We teach classes um, on how to do the basic things that we all need, you know, to survive and to live and to be comfortable. Um, so we teach them cooking, cleaning skills, um, budgeting money. Um, we do educational classes. Um, we teach a wide variety of educational classes, math, English, science. Um, we do theater type things. We do music. Um, let's see what else that really stands out. Um, we used to have um, vocational supports within our program, but it actually recently just split off. And so it's been kind of interesting to fill um, those supports with other things we do a lot of community outreach getting out in the community um, and providing them with experiences um, that they normally wouldn't be able to experience that is awesome those are some cool programs you guys are offering that's amazing yeah. well and it's fun because there it's such a, a wide variety we i mean and and the fun thing is, is that our clients get to choose what they want to learn about um and, and a lot of people have different things that they want to work work on and so we have classes that you know are specifically for those people and whoever would like to join that certain subject like i know some people really want to learn how to cook independently so we do have classes for that but it's nice because they're the ones choosing what's important to them and what steps they need to take to get to reach their goals which is amazing 
That's incredible. After hearing about that cooking program, I was thinking about like when I when I was at South Valley in my post transition secondary school, I was learning how to cook a lot though. But I was like, what am I going to learn how to cook independently? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's and and lots of other things. And we have a few people who are wanting to learn how to get their driver's license. Um, and so they're going to do some supports for that here, which is amazing. It's just we have everything, which is amazing and awesome, and such a great opportunity for our clients to learn and grow. Way cool. That sounds like fun. So how do you help self-advocates live a self-determined life through your day programs? Um, mostly through choice. That's um, options and choices. Um, like I said before, our clients are heavily involved in planning their daily schedule. Um, a lot of them get together as groups and some as individuals if they have individualized supports that they want to work on. Um, but they they plan their community activities. They plan their classes. They get to pick, oh, I want to learn um, something about um, science. And so we have a wide variety um, some people come up with lessons on their own. Of course, where our staff use, you know, Pinterest, Google, all of those fun things to create fun and interesting classes. Um, but we are providing opportunities and choices for them every day um, to build those skills to be independent. It's pretty incredible. We've had clients who um, have come here not understanding that they do have a choice because they're so used to everybody making um, their decisions for them as far as even up to like what you're eating for that day, right? And so to give them the opportunity to make a choice and to decide what their schedule is going to look like um, has been really great. And we have watched people grow. Um, and we had some people that literally could not even make a choice between like, do you want an ice cream sandwich and or a piece of pizza? Um, and now they can make huge decisions for themselves as far as what they want for support, um, who they want to help support them, what kind of services that they want. And so it, it really is just those providing them options and opportunities um, to grow and learn. So my, my other question I was asking was like, when the self-advocates come to the center, do they get a choice to make like what classes they want to attend? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we're uh, right now we have like uh, almost like a classroom setting, I would say, or like in a high school or junior high where you have um, a set area that you go into and you work on kind of individual supports in the morning um, with one on one staff. Um, and then after that, there's activities and classes and communities going on in all the different areas and right now our clients are being able to choose what areas they want to participate in the classes um, so they are constantly not just in one area they're intermingling with everybody um, they go on communities together and so that's really great but yeah they they literally plan I mean everything we have on our calendars came from our clients now obviously we're there to help um, and guide and maybe give them some ideas that they normally wouldn't think of something that they wanted to do. Um, but yeah, they, they are heavily involved in, in planning what their month, their day, their, their weekly schedule is going to look like. That's awesome. So my last question is, is there anything else you would like people to know about the day services you provide? Um, I, I just know that it really, this sounds cliche, but we are changing lives. Um, we have seen so much growth um, in some of our clients that 
you know, other people said they'll never be able to do this. Um, and at cash, we don't give up. Um, and so it may take time and, you know, changing supports around or how we're going to get there. Um, but whatever it is that the client wants, we will work really, really hard to get them to reach their goals. Um, and so it's such a life-changing opportunity. Um, it's, it's helpful for parents and families. It's a great support and for our clients and for ourselves. I always say I come to work and you know, um, I think I learn more from our clients than they really learn from me. Um, and that's what is so amazing about this job is the people um, and watching the growth within our clients when they become independent and can do things on their own. It's like it's the most amazing feeling and experience to watch them just be proud of themselves, you know. So it's a it's a great program. So come on down anybody who needs those supports give us a call that's awesome well Aaron, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about the day services program you've offered we really appreciate it of course thank you so much for having us on here we we really really appreciate it welcome back everybody to our developabilities podcast episode on the cash employment and training center Joining me now here in the studio is we have with us today is Jan Farr, who is with the Employment Services at the Cash Employment and Training Center. So Jan, thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of our podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you. So my first question is, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I uh, grew up in Reno and uh, moved here later from Phoenix. So I've moved around a bit. I uh, have five kids <laughs> and some grandkids. <laughs> But I um, started working in supported employment uh, when I was in Phoenix, when it first became a thing back in the 80s, and then stopped to have a family and then went back to work, and here I am again in it. That's awesome. So how did you get involved with the Cash Employment and Training Center? When I decided to come back to work, the only thing I'd ever done as an adult before I got married was work in the employment, in the, um, the special needs field. And so... I knew cash was here and I thought, oh, I'll get a job there until I can find something that pays a little better. And uh, here I am 18 and a half years later. <laughs> so I never found anything better. That's awesome. So my next question is, what employment services do you offer at the Center for Self-Advocates? We have a, a pretty compre comprehensive program. We uh, provide the EPR or Employment Preparation Program that DSPD um, you know, has been promoting. And that's where we teach a variety of employment related skills and concepts. We focus on things like um, workplace conduct, work, workplace appearance, uh, decision making skills, problem solving skills, uh, being able to follow instructions, just a variety of things like that. We use a variety of techniques to teach those things. We also do some career exploration get the clients out into the community, let them see people at work, and participate a little when they're able to. So they get some idea of what they might want to do when they get a job. And then once a client indicates they're interested in employment, we ask them frequently. Um, when they indicate they're interested in employment, we take them to Voc Rehab and uh, get them signed up there and get authorized to do some assessments with them that help us kind of guide us in developing a job for them. 
Uh, frequently we do what's carving a job out where there is a business who has uh, someone who does a variety of things and we can see that our client could do some of that. And so we kind of carve a job out of that position to free up their other employee. And that's been, we've been very successful with that approach with our clients. Um, and then we provide the job coaching to help them with learning their job, learning how to work in that environment, helping build natural supports with their employees, uh, co co-workers, I should say, and their employer. And uh, we have had a lot of success. We have currently job coaching. We're probably job coaching uh, about 17 clients in the community, but we have a good deal of clients that are out there that we have job coached in the future to in independence. That's awesome. So what kind of, what places do you take the self-advocates to do job training at? Like what places do you take them to? Well, we we do um, some of the training goes on here at the facility, but we're trying to get out in the community more. We different businesses in the valley. We're we're setting up um, opportunities to go there and try what they do. Um, that's a little tricky. Employers, it's a new concept to them, <laughs> and so you know they don't mind touring. But when we ask them, can they try their hand at what you do? Sometimes that's a little harder to get them to let us do. But we're working on developing. Um, those concepts in the community. We also uh, do some pre-vocational actual work in the community where we go out and, and work and they get paid to do it um, as a training opportunity. So, um, you know, we use a variety of, of ways to train them. That's awesome. So my next question is, how do you help self-advocates live to self-determined life through employment? That's a really good question, and it's uh, kind of the whole point, mm -hmm. because all of us, as we become adults, want jobs in the community. That's part of our independence and part of us being part of society. And these guys love to know that they are making a contribution. Um, we have had employers calling and asking us if we have anyone that can do specific types mm -hmm. of work because they've learned the value of, of what our clients have to offer. And so it helps them to get out there and really be part of their community and contribute to it. And they, they love that feeling. That's awesome. So is there anything else you'd like people to know about the employment services you provide at the center? Just that it's a really exciting thing to watch these guys. You know, a few decades, a decades ago, you know, when these clients that we worked with now were little, their families never dreamt they'd go out and get jobs. And um, it's a whole different approach to their lives now to have them out across the board with all of our programs here at CASH, being out in the community more, being part of their community, being more visible and contributing. And this is not something a few decades ago people would have realized could be done. And it's exciting to be part of it. That's awesome. Well, Jan, thank you so much for telling us about the Employment Services Friday at the Center. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So coming up next, we'll hear from Sarah and Aubrey, and they're going to tell us about the settings role. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to our final part of our Developabilities podcast episode on the Cash Employment and Training Center. Joining me here in the studio today, we have with us today is Aubrey Pocock and, and Sarah Rule. So Sarah and Aubrey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules. We really appreciate it. Of course. We're glad to be here. Yeah, no problem. It's my pleasure to have you guys with us today. So my first question is, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, so I'm Aubrey. Um, I have been with Cash Employment and Training Center for about four years. Um, actually, today is my four-year anniversary. Oh, That's wow. fun. Um, but uh, 
yeah, so I initially started out as a job developer and I helped um, individuals find employment in the community. And then about two years ago, uh, I started as our marketing and outreach specialist um, because as a job developer, I knew that I just wanted everybody to know about us and know about all the good work we're doing. So I wanted to um, find a way for everyone to get to know us. And so, yeah, we started the marketing department. And I'm Sarah McIntyre. I've been with uh, CTC for about almost eight years. It'll be eight years next month. I started out as a staff. Um, and just through the years, I've worked my way up. Um, I now am over the settings rule, um, how it applies to CTC and making sure that we are compliant with the settings rule. We just recently found out that we have met compliance with DSPD. So we are excited about that. Um, and just going forward, I'm just going to be um, helping CTC make sure we're offering as many opportunities to our clients as possible and making sure we um, are giving them as much choice in their daily lives as possible. So my next question is, how did you guys get involved with the Cash Employment and Training Center? Um, actually, I was driving by and saw that they were hiring. So I looked up... Uh, available jobs and kind of went from there really random um be, yeah i studied not i well i initially was studying special education and then uh kind of changed my course in in college and then um wanted to be back in the disability community and so this is how i did it um so i went to school for psychology i got a degree in psychology and i wanted to work in something related to that field. Um, psychology is pretty broad, and so there are many places you can go with psychology. And so I was just trying out different fields, and then a friend told me about her sister working at CTC. So um, I decided that that's a field I'd like to explore, and I applied, and then I kind of fell in love with the company, and I haven't left. I'm still here. That's awesome. So uh, my next question is for you, Sarah. Um, tell us about the settings role and how are you guys implementing that at the center? Definitely. So um, as many know, the uh, home and community-based settings rule um, came down through Medicaid that each state has to meet certain requirements to continue to receive Medicaid funding. Um, all of the requirements revolve around uh, inclusion and uh, involvement in the broader community. Um, we're trying to stay away from sheltered workshops, um, from isolating uh, settings, and so kind of a broad uh, explanation of that is uh, for CTC, we are trying to get our clients involved in the broader community as much as possible. Um, we're also trying to get them to practice skills um, that they need for employment and just life in general. And we're trying to get them to practice those in the broader community. So for us is we're trying to get them to kind of stretch outside their comfort zone, find ways to help them learn to advocate for themselves um, and just to explore the community around them and be more involved. And what's going on around them. That's awesome. So my next question is for Aubrey. Um, so what new opportunities and awareness are you bringing to the Center for Self-Advocates? 
Yeah. Um, let's see. This past year, we held a few fundraisers um, that our clients were part of and have helped us um, carry through. So we had fundraiser with chocolates and they got to sell them to their friends and family. We had um, a disc golf event. We partnered with a local company and we were able to throw a really fun event that some of our clients came to and also helped us run. Um, we are working we just like sarah was mentioning we are really working on becoming more let's see involved in our community so we're, we've been doing that with volunteering um with outreach and a big thing for us is just sharing our story um on our facebook we're able to share a lot about our um our classes and about our um our advocates and then advocate for them. So in the month of October, we do a huge campaign on sharing about their employment, sharing about what they're doing and sharing their success stories. So that's a big, um, a big, you know, feat we've taken on to really share about them more to our community. That's awesome. So my next question is for you, Sarah. Um, so I noticed on, on the website, you're the transition coordinator for the center. How are you helping self-advocates to not be nervous about attending the Cash Employment and Training Center down in Cash Valley? So um, I do work uh, directly with some clients um, as of right now. Um, and so a lot of the individuals that I work with, um, there can be some social anxiety. Um, there can, especially with new situations. And so um, we just kind of on an individual basis, kind of get to know them, figure out what kind of things speak to them, um, if that makes sense. Uh, what kind of things help them so that they can kind of break through that social anxiety and feel comfortable around their peers, not just their peers, but um, others in the community. Um, it's just uh, is on a very individual basis, depending on that client and what is important to them. We make goal individual goals for each client. Um, we look at what things they want to work on, maybe some barriers that they might have, and try to come up with a plan to help them break through those barriers um, and a plan to help them individually be able to, you know, amplify their skills. An example of that that I I randomly got to participate in one of their classes in, uh, in the transition area and they were working on crossing the street appropriately. So they were, um, you know, looking both ways, going over what, what different signs mean. So I think that that was a really awesome way that they, um, cause I mean, crossing the road is scary. And especially yeah. sometimes we have a, a four way stop by us. That's a little, it doesn't have, um, crosswalk lines on all sides and so they were they were practicing you know walk on the lines like where the lines are they were practicing like which way to look um, and make sure cars aren't coming from each way so i think that that was an awesome way for them to work on that anxiety of getting out in the community without being mm -hmm. hurt on the road right. <laughs> another example is i have um an individual who just really struggled with coming in the mornings um, was really nervous. Um, and instead of like saying, you know, something that fits everybody, like, hey, we're going to do this for everybody. We looked at that person individually and said, okay, what barriers are they, are they facing in coming? What barriers um, do they need to overcome? What triggers might be causing some anxiety? What things for him, you know, might help in 
making them feel more comfortable here. And so we just looked at that person as an individual and made a plan for him that fits specifically to him. That's awesome. You guys are doing some great work at the center. So what else do you want people to know about the center, which is my final question? I think a big message that um, we share is that um, people with disabilities have abilities and a lot of them and um, we want to help them live their best lives and whatever that means for that individual. Um, going back to what Sarah's story, uh, figuring out how that individual can live his best life and come to the program confidently and comfortably. Um, and so we definitely take a individual approach uh, to figure out how to improve their lives. Um, not just, you know, uh, coming to our day program and learning skills, but also in employment, at home, um, with community supports, with all of our different programs. We want them to have an overcompassing excitement about life and excitement about what they get to do every day. Definitely. And I would also like to add, we really are trying to create a spirit of self-advocacy and helping encourage choice. Um, one thing we, we recently started up was a client planning committee. Um, and we'll take uh, a client from each class that will represent their peers from that class. And we'll have them come and meet together. And they can just voice concerns they have. They can voice um, ideas that they have, different ideas for classes or community events they would like to attend. Or parties that they plan. Or parties. <laughs> And um, we, next month, we're going to be, as a committee, talking about what we want to do for Valentine's Day and our Valentine's party. And they're very excited about that. Um, also, it also reaches um, different as aspects of the company. For example, next time, they also want to discuss some concerns they have with our own individual policies and procedures. So this committee gives them a way to have a direct involvement in the company and a direct say and what we do here at CTC. You know, we're not just making decisions on our own, we're actually getting feedback from our clients and having them self-advocate for themselves. And Sarah's also been working on, um, you know, like a monthly worksheet that they go over and choose all their activities that they wanna do. And then they go over, so they do it on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis as well, and on a daily basis to figure out what, what's going on around town? What do we want to get involved in? Where do we want to volunteer? Um, so we're really reaching towards, you know, like having these small groups go out and do exactly what they want to do. That's awesome. Well, Sarah and Aubrey, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure. So thank you so much for listening, everybody who's listening on our podcast episode today. And just a reminder, if you have a podcast topic you'd like to hear on our podcast, please email me at eaststokerutah.gov, and we'll put you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.